0: radio
1: they asked for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the home time podcast with bush and
2: richie it's the absolute radio breakfast show with bush and richie and for dave and the team really tired after being in los angeles for the week (laughs) Uh, you all right emma
3: yeah i'm good thanks
2: you tired from being in la
3: uh sadly not no i was here the whole time so
2: were you here (laughs) on your own in complete isolation just talking, you were like fed into the show but you couldn't see anyone.
3: Or... Yeah, it was weird, like talking into thin air.
4: That must be strange. Mm. I think if I'd been to Los Angeles for uh, a week and uh, hadn't outlaid anything necessarily myself for it, I'd be exhausted. It's tiring isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt,
2: Matt Dyson did look very, very, very tired in business class as he opened <laughs> his <laughs> second bottle of champagne. That's for sure. Uh,
4: but here we are, here we are for the next uh, fortnight. Uh, for me, it's been a, a somewhat crushing experience this morning. I booked my taxi uh, for 4.15 to pick me up to get in and uh, be fresh and go through the glorious ideas and plans that we've got for the rest of the show. It's not quite panned out how you'd have (laughs) hoped. No, it it hasn't really, has it? (laughs) 4.15 was the time it was booked. 4.17 was when I walked out the front door. And that's been a chastening experience because I used to be able to do it from alarm going off yeah. to walking out the front door, 15 minutes. I had it down pat.
2: All in, 15 minutes. Is this shower inclusive? Of course it's shower inclusive. There's I'm a shower gonna, in there as well. I'm not
4: going to skirt the shower. So the <laughs> shower is in there, yeah. everything. So from, from alarm clock going off, I'm emotional that talking about an emotional subject. <laughs> to walking out the front door, it's 15 minutes. It's slipped to 17
2: so, and you had a taxi driver waiting there for a couple of minutes. I get a bit of a panic attack if, if you've got a taxi driver waiting for yep. you. you know, So it does kind of rush you along a little bit. Yeah. Emma, from start to finish, getting up and out, what's it for you in terms of a personal best?
3: My taxi comes at... 4.35, sometimes I'm out the door about 4.37, but I, I could roll out of bed at 25 past four and still be ready in about 10 minutes. Wow. The way
4: she said that suggests that's not shower-inclusive. shower. Inclusive. That no, is not a show. I'm a
3: shower-the-night-before kind of gal.
4: Do you
2: use that magic thing that um, my girlfriend talks about called dry shampoo?
3: Uh, yes, I've heard of it. You, yeah. just
2: spray, you spray your hair yeah, with yeah. deodorant and it sh- it's like shampoo. Yeah. I'm not so sure about R- that. Richie, get the dry shampoo going, you get that personal best down in <laughs> four or five minutes. Uh,
4: Scott has suggested uh, maybe there's a little bit more of you to wash these days. That's not very nice, <laughs> <laughs> First thing in the morning, <laughs> Scotty, mate. In fairness to Scott, he has uh, added the hashtag no offence. Oh, I must start of course using that. Which takes <laughs> any of the insult out. Not a problem, so, though. So, so, uh,
2: sorry, if only you'd have said, Scott, you're a good lad.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott, I don't know what you mean, uh, but you might have a point. So I have
2: a, a thing that's like, it's it's a personal best, but it's not like an an, an exact number based on a thing. Let me explain. I, I feel like I have an innate skill, whereas if I put someone on the microwave, let's just say a macaroni cheese, shop-bought macaroni cheese, yeah. and it's got, say, put in it for three minutes, I'll walk away and do stuff, and then I'll know, I'll have this kind of like homing Speaking to me that I will step back to the microwave and it is always within ten seconds of the bell about to be. No,
4: that's that's good. That's that's very. Is that good. a personal best? I'd say it is because your personal best is that within ten seconds. Like that. you're
2: always right. Straight yeah. in there. It's a hell of a skill.
4: You might you might drill it down to within five as the years go on. I don't know. Uh, or maybe I'll get like you're slipping. Maybe I'll get it to fifteen to twenty. and It's starting <laughs> yeah, to cool down that's a little very bit. True. Absolute Radio.
2: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we
1: can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast
2: with Bush and Ritchie. Gene in Wedstable says, on Thursday I set my personal best for walking to the station. When I moved a few months ago, I was taking 20 minutes. I did it in 16 on Thursday. Gene, did that's brilliant. This is an achievement because I've got arthritis in both my knees and it shows that the physio is
4: working. Gene, it's great news and you've got to look at that mathematically. You've knocked 25% off, haven't you? That is good. Very, very good. it, Max, what is your personal best? Uh,
2: I can I can fit 21 grapes in my mouth at the same time. Let me just confirm that in case anyone missed it <laughs> on the way in work. You can get 21 grapes into your mouth uh, uh, at the same time. Is this uh, like uh, dark, what, red grapes? What, are the diff- what do you we call got red grapes? Red grapes, green grapes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> red or green it was, grapes? It was green grapes, um, but my plan is to try and do it
1: with uh, maltese because they, they taste a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang no, on. No, no. Maverick. No,
4: I think you'll find, Max, I urge caution on this. As a man who loves chocolate... The Malteser has not got as much give as a grape.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're worried for you. There's a danger in there. So
4: a couple of questions here then, Max. So when you did 21 grapes, all right, that's your personal best. Do you, every yeah. now and then, try and see whether you can still do 21 grapes? Or, do you, or is this just a one-off? Um, I've done it twice.
1: Um, <laughs>
5: OK.
4: Uh,
1: and I've done it twice. I, I, haven't, I haven't beat
2: myself yet on that. Okay, and how did this come about? Was this just the one evening when you didn't have much on? How did you end up get, getting to the situation where you know you can get twenty one in there?
1: Um, I was just uh, I was just on the sofa with uh, with who now is my wife, and we just, uh, we're just we're just eating grapes, and the grapes are pretty boring, so I was trying to spice it up a bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's a lucky lady, Max. <laughs> yeah. Absolute
0: okay, okay. Radio.
1: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them
2: talking. Around the subject of getting up, let's spare a thought for people who have getting up in the morning adversity today. uh, Matt Kitchen's tweet to say, Morning gang, I'm not hitting any records at the moment as I'm currently showering out of a bucket after a cowboy builder destroyed our bathroom. And he goes further by saying, I had to shave using the phone camera this morning on my mobile. Hashtag glam. Reduced circumstance.
4: How do you shower out of a bucket? Do you fill the bucket and then put holes in it?
2: I think he's doing literally slap under the armpits. That's not a shower, is it? There's a terrible phrase for that which we're not doing at <laughs> 6.30 in the morning.
1: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not
2: home time anymore,
1: but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
0: Absolute radio. Maybe
2: you can imagine we are all waking up together in your house. Me taking ages in the shower, Richie's used up the last of the milk. <laughs> You know, go your own way with it in your imagination. <laughs> talking about getting up and that, uh, we were just talking about uh, Matt Kitchen, who tweeted in saying that he's having a nightmare this morning. Morning adversity, he's having to, uh, because his bathroom's been destroyed by a cowboy builder, he was having a shower with a bucket, and Richie was a little bit intrigued. as to... I
4: was just wondering whether the bucket was filled and then holes were put in so it was actually a shower.
2: That's like someone out of the Wild
4: West. <laughs> <laughs> they, Wild West is like, you know, they always used to come out of
2: toilets with their pants half down, shaking their fists. That's it. That kind of thing. Uh, you, know, you know the thing, I mean. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt's back on again. He says, to clarify, I used one large bucket full of hot water plus a small kitchen jug for pouring and rinsing. I'm not a complete animal. He
4: okay, all right. I think my system was quite a good one, Matt, so maybe for tomorrow. Uh, Gary says, start the kids' holiday. My son Jacob decided to improve his fitness. He started swimming and initially could only do 10 to 15 lengths. Yesterday, completed his first kilometre in 30 minutes. Wow. I can't even consider swimming a kilometre. Do
2: you know what I would love to get? Like, back in the old days, some form of a badge. For swimming. Do you mean you used to get like a badge for swimming? like 200 yards or so? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. And you can sew it on your trunks yeah. or
2: your, uh, your towel or something. Because these days, as a grown up, if you have like, you know, a Donald Duck or Daffy Duck um, patch <laughs> sewn on your jeans, people look at you weird. You <laughs> <laughs> we could have all your swimming accolades <laughs> yeah. on there. Now, listen, right now at absolutelyradio.co.uk, we have got loads of Google Home Minis to be won. It's an amazing little prize. It's the smart speaker that gives you hands free help around the house. Uh,
4: now, I used mine yesterday whilst I was making. A fantastic risotto, Was dare I say? Your
2: review or your wife's review?
4: At uh, my review, okay. Fair no, enough. no, seriously, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, wild bacon, chicken, and mushroom risotto. Wild bacon. It might be wild mushroom. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs>
1: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here
4: it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It looks like the uh, Los Angeles part of The Breakfast Show has expired and uh, we're just here from central London. Hey, but we
2: still have a bit of Hollywood going on because we've got Daniel Radcliffe on the show. Very good point. Just after eight, talking about the brilliant new Playmobil movie. And sure, just thinking about the fact that that film has been made about Playmobil and those kind of toys makes me realise that kids these days don't realise how lucky they are. Getting these amazing CGI... Odyssey's uh, uh, films being made about the toys that they played Mm. with. If you think back to the toys that you used to have when you were a kid, there's loads of them there that would deserve a toy, that never got one. Like for me, I used to love... Do you used to play with mask? Remember mask figures?
4: Um, M-A-S-K. M-A-S-K figure. They're little plastic things, Little plastic things?
2: Yeah. They'd be great for a movie. Yep. Why can't we have a mask movie? Or Zoids. Remember Zoids? Explain to me Zoids. Zoids was like technical Lego, but you kind of made monsters and, like, walking robots
4: out of them. I was probably too much of a fan of traditional Lego to (laughs) go technical. I was aware of, aware (laughs) of technical Lego, but it was a little bit too advanced for me. So,
2: look, is there a toy from your past that you think deserves its own movie franchise? What are you going to put
4: forward for this? Cluedo. I know it's a board game, but you could loosely put that as a toy. I think. Great. You know, it's it's an amusement (coughs) thing. Cluedo the movie. I'm genuinely surprised that's not happened. Has then has there not been a movie about Cluedo?
3: It's basically all the Agatha Christies, isn't it? Well, in,
4: I, I, in many ways it is In many ways yes. it is, yes, but you've got some established characters here. What's your point of difference <laughs> to
2: the Agatha Christie kind of thing then, Richie, if you're doing Cluedo the movie?
4: Because it's an element of uh, Choose Your Own Adventure as well, because the, it, with Cluedo the movie, there'd be your favourites like Miss Scarlet and Professor Plum. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard, etc, etc. But there's some divine being that is a dice. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right. Okay. This, you know, so it's, like a... it's
3: like an Agatha Christie Jumanji kind of match
4: Yes, up. it's that crossover exactly. And with it, with these three people, are brainstorming this movie, and we're all beginning to see. Why has this not happened? This could be, be
2: great. This could be a lot of money. Yeah. We'll need to pitch this to Daniel's people when the they come in the cameras. The
4: closest we ever got to it, I'm pretty sure, unless this was a vivid dream, was in the 90s. I'm pretty sure that Richard Madeley did an ITV version of Cluedo.
2: Really?
3: Richard Madeley?
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's a lot of Googling that we need to do during this next song.
4: (laughs) People are looking at me with that, but I'm pretty sure Richard Madeley hosted an ITV version of Cluedo.
2: I think we all know what we're going to do now. We're going to play a song for you and we need to get online and just check out a few of the things that he's come out with in this particular bit.
0: Absolute Radio. If
2: you insist on listening
1: to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The
4: Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richard. Tell you what, I'll have an apology though, because it turns out there was a TV show called Cluedo hosted by Richard Madeley. I'm so annoyed that the,
2: I really thought this was just one of those ones where you were clutching for straws.
4: Barbara texts from Northampton to say it was hosted by Richard Madeley. Jerry Hall was Miss Scarlet. Joanna Lumley, Mrs. Peacock. Nicholas Parsons, Reverend Green. Liz Smith as Mrs. White, and Leslie Grantham as Colonel Mustard. That is a cast.
2: The, the look of horror on Emma Jones's face just thinking about this. I program. was just
3: thinking all the big. Names. I There's some know. big there names. Are a lot of big names involved in that.
2: Is Richard solving a crime. Professor Plum knew all along, of course, that the ashes are there. He, he thought possibly that, uh, that Jack was dead. What he didn't know was that the drug, which, as we saw later in, in, in the first film, had in fact been taken out in Jack's supposed ashes. That <laughs> he goes on, and he goes on, and he goes on. That's probably why I didn't get recommissioned. <laughs> Clarification, though, you are... Uh, you, you were suggesting that... We're to, we're, basically, we're talking about what toy from your childhood should be m- made into a uh, movie, because we've got Daniel Radcliffe on talking about the Playmobil movie hmm. after eight. You were suggesting Cluedo. I know. I think it might already be done. <laughs> Uh, Sean, who says he's in Shirley, I don't know how Shirley feels about that, says, morning chap, sorry to be the the bearer of bad news, there's already a film version of Cluedo, it's called Clue, and it starred Tim Curry. And yes, the main characters use the name of the pieces. It's very funny and has three
4: different endings. See, once again, I think I've been on it there. I've identified that this would have been a great idea, so much so that it's been done already. Right. (laughs) I was right about mainly. It's been a glorious first hour.
1: Radio. The Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show.
2: Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Emma, what do you reckon? Anything from your childhood that would deserve to make a movie out of it?
3: Well, if we're doing board games, I think nothing is more dramatic than articulate. It That's, that's like the peak of... Uh, aggression and violence in Articulate my Articulate
2: the movie. Yes. Richie's Cluedo movie at the moment is currently embroiled in a legal battle over rights. <laughs> Being that it's been done. <laughs> it's been done. Yeah. <laughs> Once you overcome that stumbling block, we'll be there. How can you, how can you envisage this working, Emma? Any particular
6: I
3: just, idea? I'm, I I am don't know, but I just feel like it would descend into some kind of maybe a murder mystery, or yeah. because that's how seriously we take it.
2: Have you seen Game Night, or whatever it's called? I have seen Game Night. Good it's a film. good movie. Yes, it could again, be like that.
3: so maybe some copyright issues here, <laughs> because... It's a very similar. It's a similar concept. The
2: pair of you two, your your projects have absolutely got mired. in But that in
3: legal game site was a great a great film. So yeah. I think I'm on to something.
4: <laughs> I think I'm, I'm on to something. A couple of magpies, me and her. Uh, right, John's hanging on.
3: John, what are we turning
4: into a movie? Thundercats. How could
2: you? It was the greatest cartoon there was. How could you not make that into a film? It's weird. It like brilliant. there's 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 not been anywhere near a film made of it. He Man had its own movie, yeah, never. didn't it? It's, un- it's unbelievable they've not even made a film about it. It was one of the greatest cartoons that ever was. Uh,
4: no I one's
1: going to disagree, John. Oh, it was brilliant. It was fantastic. It was so good. It was such a good cartoon. If- and you always get the worst thing is is you always get people make teases of it. On the internet, and they put teaser on like Facebook and Twitter, and you see like a teaser coming out of this day, and it's just all it's all BS because you wish that was real because you want to see the cartoon. You John, know?
2: if you were to cast this in your mind in terms of putting people in for the roles, like who would play uh, Lino? Lino for starters. Oh,
1: Lino, and that's a good one. Possibly, I would go with oh dear, maybe. I know no, Brad Pitt's maybe a
2: bit too old now, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is Lino, That's a good start. Okay,
4: dare oh, we we'll dare we Pitt try and Lino. cast yeah. Chitara? Chitara, you'd have to do Jessica Alba.
2: Jessica Alba <laughs> Chitara. <laughs> it's like his own little fantasy going on <laughs> oh, yeah. here.
4: Oh, dear. What about Panthera, finally? <laughs> Panthera would be... Oh, it could only be The Rock.
1: It has
2: to be The Rock. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. <laughs> I would pay, I'd to, pay, to, the pay the to go and watch
2: this film. Yeah, all day long. Of course you would,
4: definitely. I'd go and see it repeatedly. I don't doubt it, John. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
0: Absolute radio.
2: Uh, Octopus says, morning, everyone. The toy for me's got to be Evil Knievel. Could have him jump in the coffee table and smashing into door frames.
4: <laughs> it's going to work, it'd, isn't it? It'd be great. Uh, we're putting together the cast for the Thundercats movie. That got suggested earlier by uh, John. Danny reckons he's got a, a fantastic nailed-on cast. Go for it, Danny?
5: Uh, well, Chris Hemsworth's got to be Lionel, cos he already looks like him. He's
4: got the hair <laughs> and the mane. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant.
5: I, I agreed with the other guy about The Rock. He should be Panthro. He's just got to paint him blue. Perfect. And then uh, Angelina Jolie as Chitara. I can imagine uh, that. Hugh Jackman Hugh as
4: Jackman uh, Tiger. <laughs> very good. Who, what, what, what about the bad side of things? Who's Mumra? Oh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe
2: as Mumra, the ever-living.
4: Yeah, and then I mean, finally, uh, who are we have in as 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 Schnarf? Schnarf?
2: Schnarf? Well, Schnarf would have to be CGI, so you'd
4: have to just get someone
5: to do with the voice, I guess. Exactly, yes. it's, it's
4: an in important voice.
2: piece of casting. Yeah. Uh, what about Ricky Gervais? <laughs> Ricky Gervais as Schnarf? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be up oh, for that, it. Uh,
5: Was that that really short comedian called
2: Danny DeVito? No, no, no. Uh, oh, this remember. is like watching telly with my mum and dad. <laughs>
4: short comedian. What's the fella. name of that here short comedian fella again? I can't, what
2: was his name again, Nigel? I can't bloody remember anything.
4: Um,
2: oh, what Lee Evans, him, Lee Evans. Lee Evans, sweaty one. Lee Evans would work. <laughs> Who were you thinking of, though? We need to get to the bottom of this. Oh, I can't
5: remember his name. The, the short guy, he's, he's been in loads of films recently. Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, no, young guy. Kevin Hart. That's
4: his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never have got that in a million years. <laughs> Don't see him as particularly short, Danny. Okay, it's a great cast, Danny. This may happen. Who knows? I hope
0: so. Absolute Radio.
4: The Hometime
1: Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still
4: contains the two of them talking. I brought something in from uh, home this morning. It's, it's less of a show-and-tell, uh, more of a, a, a show-and-hell, uh, because it's, it's horrendous. I bought in <coughs> one of my little lad's uh, baby toys that he doesn't play with any longer. OK. Well, I say he doesn't play with any longer. If he saw it, he would suddenly go over to it and, you know, turn it on. And that's when it becomes a problem. Thankfully... He doesn't play with it so much, but the last eighteen months of my life have been ruined by what I will describe to you right now. It is, wow, I believe it's a, I believe it's meant to be a giraffe. So a yellow giraffe uh, sat on like a green mound. It's got like a, a, a skirt of flashing lights, yep. and then it's on like a weebly base. So if you're like a toddler, you know, it, love that. It, it flashes, it makes noises, which you'll hear in a minute.
2: It's got little holes in the side of it, which I imagine that's where the noise comes out of the speakers. Quite a good little cheeky look on the uh, giraffe as well, isn't it? He
4: has, yeah, he's, got, he's a cheeky little giraffe. It's quite smug in, in many ways. Let me play you what happens when you turn him on. As you can
3: see... Oh, no. It's to do the whole song?
2: No. Flashing lights as well, the whole time,
4: flashing lights. It, It never goes on... To the second line of the nursery rhyme. Up above
3: the world so high, exactly like a diamond in the ne- sky. It will never get there. Yeah. You
4: could leave this on for hours. It will never get there. That's and, infuriating. And it's got
2: that undercurrent of slightly waning battery as well, just
4: <laughs> pushes you over the edge. I know. Let me turn it make off it because stop.
2: thankfully you can do that to it. Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you put the first line of that song in and make it repeat and not just do the full? Just do the full nursery
4: rhyme. I Don't know. It's not even good technology. Oh. It doesn't even sound like Twinkle Twinkle. It sounds more like Dinkle Dinkle. I feel. I feel curious. almost a bit aggressive.
2: After listening to so that. why
4: have I brought this in, all right? I have recycled in many different ways many toys. Right. Okay. So when the kids have done with their toys, I've taken them to a charity shop. Good for you. I might have taken them to a library for people to play with there or whatever. Or actually recycled them. This thing, no, it's not going to get that pleasure because I cannot inflict this on another family. Don't ruin another family's life. It's it's ruined my life for 18 months. It's ruined mine. It's been in here for five minutes. (laughs) I don't want it to ruin anyone else's life. So I thought maybe, whilst we're here on The Breakfast Show for the next two weeks, we may be able to find somebody who, to be quite frank in some way, can make sure this meets a very gruesome end.
2: Yeah, if you've got a job where you've got access to something that would end this, not just in a boring, really quick way, we want. We want to. I'd love to be able to hear its little vocal lines slowly fade out as it melts.
4: <laughs> oh yes, as I'd it's like, smashed up. I'd like this to end its life singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," uh, but I don't know. Let's chuck a few things out there off the top of my head. Uh, Furnace. Furnished to be good steamroller fire it if you've got
2: access to a trebuchet is that the word for it <gasps> yeah i like it fire it in the air and we'll get a microphone near it rocket don't i don't care all right mike the tree surgeon says i could throw it out of a tree and then put it through the wood chipper that's spectacular he would actually go to the extra lengths of going up the tree to throw it out of the tree <laughs> into the wood chipper
4: i like that creative uh, kevin in Merthyr tidford says my daughter had a similar very annoying toy this was a turtle i worked for a plumber i would be more than happy to take a blowtorch to it. A
2: blowtorch.
4: Wonderful. Now, Whilst w- it sings. Now
2: we're talking. Uh, and this text here says, I work with digger attachments. We could put the giraffe thing under a whacker plate, or in a pulverizer, <laughs> then destroy the remnants in a demolition grab before it goes into the bin.
4: All good so far. Wow. Keep them coming. One more from Lee uh, for now. Uh, the ultimate slow death. How about a season ticket at Everton? Hey, it's Monday. <laughs> Let's not start this now. It's unbelievable. Absolute
0: radio.
1: They asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is,
2: the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's The Breakfast Show with Bush and Richie on a Monday morning and it is time to welcome to the studio Mr Daniel Radcliffe. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, last time I interviewed you, you were filming Imperium and you had a completely shaved head and you looked as menacing as hell.
6: Oh, thank you. I'm <laughs>
2: sure Richie will back it up here, you look much more approachable today.
6: Good, thank you. Yeah, I just had somebody just tried to get me a, to sign a photo of myself in Imperium outside and I had to say the thing that I say sometimes which is I'm sorry I don't send any photos with swastikas in them. Um, <laughs> it's just a rule.
2: It's a, just rule. rule it's a good mantra yeah. to in from life. from shaven
4: head to beard envy I've got to be honest that's good, beard envy. that's a, a oh, fantastic beard thank you I d- it's just been massively cut down
6: as well because I had gone fully feral you though. both have got beards you, yeah. uh, yourself and Richard yeah but
4: I mean it looks like it comes easy for Daniel this this is hard work do you wear I, beard oil what is no, beard oil I
6: don't know about beard oil what I, no, I tried beard oil a couple of times and my girlfriend was like please don't do that again it's <laughs> like if I want to like kiss a furry bowl of potpourri, then I I will find one and do that.
4: And there's a residue to it. Yeah,
6: I don't I don't get the beard oil thing. Whatever's happening in there is happening, and I'm okay with it.
2: Just like you, you look like a Swedish central defender today. I love Thank that kind you. of that beard going on.
6: <laughs> Jan Klaus Radcliffe. The specificity of that. Reference. <laughs> Very much so. Um, I always thought I was destined to be an incredibly hairy person because when I was like nine years old, I had as much hair on my legs as I have now. But I sort of grew into that amount of hair, so it became proportionate. Yeah. But there was on the second Potter film there was one scene where I have to like tug up my trouser leg and and reveal <laughs> that I'm not wearing a sock and it's a moment of significance people who even know the books and think will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I tugged up my trouser leg for the first time on set and it was immediately like get that kid to the side of the set and shave him. No, <laughs> no twelve year old is supposed to have hairy legs like that.
2: Did you have to have your legs waxed then to make it in not with an normal? Wax.
6: there was literally just like a segment from sort of there down that they shaved at the corner of the set and then we just filmed it.
2: Well it's exactly like my current partner case <laughs> 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 She'll be pleased to said that.
4: So you thought you were going to be hairier when you were older, but when mm. you were that child, obviously you were doing Harry at the time as well, but were you playing with Playmobil? Probably not by the time I was on no, set,
6: but, yeah, I absolutely played with Playmobil when I, was a, when I was a kid. I seem to remember I had, like, a hospital set and a helicopter and maybe some sort of police station that might have existed. They have so many different worlds in Playmobil, well, don't they, they? They do now. I feel like when I was growing up, it was all fairly... I, I, I remember it as being yeah. kind of basic European services kind of stuff like, you know, the stuff you get in textbooks like Fire Engine and, you know, that kind of... Buttons. 80s like stuff, now... like
2: Roman Catholic Family type set and stuff like that. Right, yeah. yeah. And, but whereas Estate now ages. it's
6: like, you know, yeah, there's tons of different... World. And that's the sort of the fun of the movie is that you get to sort of, as they go into every different world, you sort of hop into a different genre of movies. So, like, I exist in the kind of James Bondy spy movie portion of the film.
2: And isn't it great that these toys from our collective childhoods are getting... Brilliant feature films made out of them as well. Was there a particular toy that you used to play with as a kid that you kind of love that you feel should get a crack at a movie series, maybe oh. a trilogy?
6: And I feel like lots of very, very sort of retro stuff made a comeback when I was a kid. Like there were yo-yos and yes. marbles were really big in my school for a period of it's time. It's like a
2: cyclical thing, marbles. They yeah. have a bit of a comeback. People realise it's something you played during the war. Yo-yos, <laughs> right. Yo-yos yeah.
4: sadly, were never cyclical for me. I could never get it back up. Oh. Story of his life. <laughs> <laughs> um.
6: <laughs> yeah, that and, oh yeah, uh, I was remembering earlier, Warhammer. I played. War- I, I still love Warhammer. I used to love it, but I don't think I ever played the game. I didn't know how to, it was like Pokemon. I didn't know how to play the game. I just collected all the stuff. Like Me. I just spent my parents' money on like stuff I was never going to use. You need Orcs a, a ponytail. What were they called? Thing. Were they called like the aquamarines or something? The ultramarines. 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 Yeah, aquamarine. You are listening <laughs> to Nerd Chat on <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolute Radio. Game. <laughs> <pain>.
4: Good lads. <laughs> uh, enough of this nerd chat. When we come back, we're going to discuss Playmobil the Movie some more. Absolute
0: Radio.
1: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with
2: it then. The Hometown Podcast with Bush and Richie. Good morning, it's the
4: Breakfast Show with Bush and Richie, and Daniel Radcliffe is still with us. Now, Daniel, Playmobile an animated movie. I'm suspecting that when you're recording the voices, you are with the other members of the cast, and you've you've met them beforehand, right? No, yeah, no, I've that's not met mad. I've not met
6: anyone. It is i i think
4: it's a bit not,
6: that's the thing. I suppose part of doing one of these films is that you know, the logistics of getting all these people in the same room at one time is, is hard. And, but it's like... like when
2: Rihanna collaborates with like Coldplay, they didn't even meet. Do they not? They didn't even meet. That... She just recorded it somewhere else. Really? Yeah, and then Coldplay did their bit. They didn't even meet. That's same. wild.
6: But I, again, I suppose it makes absolute sense given what how we made this film. But I again would have just assumed that they would all have been together. Looking at each other like band aids. Yeah, so, or yeah like that. right. Come yeah. On. Feeding off
4: each Come other. On. My only um, appreciation of what uh, voicing an animated feature is like is Robin Williams. In Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, he's watching, the he's watching the screen. Watching
6: yeah. the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We had a bit of that on Playmobil. You had a half-done kind of animation to watch, so you had some sense of it. Yeah. Um, whenever I did The Simpsons or BoJack Horseman, there was just there was nothing. So you just go in and throw out as many weird, different line readings as, as possible. But
2: isn't uh, doing an animated movie just the absolute dream gig? You can rock up in tracky bottoms, Daniel. <laughs> you can uh, you know you, you don't um, have to worry about makeup or prosthetics or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it job. is
6: very nice in terms of that, but it's not something I feel like I could do all the time. Like I like. Slumming it for a bit. The hardness of the job sometimes. I I like doing long hours. I like feeling like I've worked, which is a very rare feeling for an actor. So, like, if you can (laughs) can achieve that, then it's quite nice. Uh, So,
2: some of the actors that we've interviewed on this show have kind of secretly admitted that they've they've taken mementos from some of the films that they've they've worked on, like maybe a prop or something from the set. Did you take anything from Harry Potter that you've kept to remind you of of the
6: films? Yeah, I mean, I've got one pair of his jeans. um, (laughs) I I know it's not like, oh, everyone, the iconic Harry Potter jeans, but... um, But I've also got I've got uh, the glasses um, yeah. and I think I've got like a, a little potion box from uh, Slughorn's office that I and did you have to nick nicked. it or did you that I nicked did the little glad. box I nicked the glasses I went through official channels under the cape that fell out the door yeah pretty much there <laughs> was one there was one set you know, we had quite a lot of visitors to, coming to set and there was one set when we were filming the um, seven part. Two, I think where we go into this room and there's all these uh, we're looking for one of the Horcruxes and everything we touch multiplies so they had to make tons of multiples of all of these props made out of like foam and that day all three of us me, Emma and Rupert would, every time we left set we're like taking stuff and giving it because there were <laughs> kids on set who we were like visiting we're like go and have this like,
4: so yeah no we did We did steal stuff well Let's if steal. you ever lost stuff uh, there's an amazing gift shop on King's Cross Station I would, I would just love to <laughs> yes. it's always always busy I would love to see what happened if just like one day you just turned up unannounced. It would just go crazy. No one would be able to get a train.
6: There was one thing me and Mark Williams did once, which was really fun. We were filming in, I think in King's Cross, and uh, one of the platforms had one train that was going along it but no trains stopped there that day. They yeah. just slowed down to two miles an hour and then went off again. <laughs> and there was no one else on the platform because no trains were stopping there. So me and Mark, on a break from filming, just went in full costume and took a prop like a big, oh, the wow. big briefcase and just like stood on the side of the platform. <laughs> and we would watch as a train would pull in and slow right down just in time for like people to go, what is what that? The... And then get taken off again. if <laughs> you'd know you was... have had
2: two cans of K-cider. So you'd be like, like, like oh, I'm not touching really, the stuff. Like what That's is really happening? Yeah. Well, listen, Daniel, as ever, your lovely chap it's Great to have you on the show. Uh, Playmobil, the movie, looks fantastic. Kids don't realize how lucky they are these days, so go and see it. Uh, lovely to have you on board. Thank Daniel you so Radcliffe, much. ladies and gentlemen. Thank
6: Cheers. you, everybody. Very nice of you.
2: Cheers, mate. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolute Radio.
1: The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them
2: talking. Uh, I'm going to dedicate the song we just played to my eldest daughter Erin, who passed her cycling proficiency on Friday. Well done, Erin! I sat there and watched it for a little bit. Very cute, lot of high vis vests, following the instructor around like a load of little ducklings, wobbling around <laughs> on their bikes. But she's got a certificate. She's very proud of it. And, and I told her at the time, uh, when she you know came back home, all kind of cock a hoop about it. That well done, because I failed my cycling proficiency.
4: Who fails their cycling proficiency? <laughs> Me. I didn't
2: get the certificate. I didn't pass. Cycling I don't think anyone
4: could fail. I thought it was just like a turn up, do your time, and you, you get it. No, I
2: remember it as clear as day in Brixham, in Devon. Failed my cycling proficiency, so <laughs> and it's stayed with me ever since. I, I look back on it and think, how, how did I? How do you fail? You literally have to go around. What was my next question? Well, you go around like the as far as I can remember, the basketball lines drawn are uh, sprayed onto the yard at yeah. school, but still, the bloke failed me. That's incredible. So I always think failing stuff is character building. If at first you don't succeed, etc. But I thought it'd be a good little opportunity. Bearing in mind, I I did muck up cycling proficiency. Little show and tell at this point on the breakfast show of what have you failed?
4: Well, I get straight in there with my first driving test. I'm first driving test failure as well. Second time round, just to clarify, was a pass. <laughs> Any minors
2: or were you straight through? Uh, I think there were six minors. Six or seven minors. I, I failed my first <laughs> test uh, penning roundabout, mucked that up in Newton Abbott, if you know it. So, uh, I do feel I'm,
4: you've moved on very quickly from <laughs>
2: failing your cycling proficiency, and it's wrong of me to let that happen. I know, Well, it, the weird thing is, is now that I, I cycle all the time. I know. Yeah, so what I thought. what's happened there? Really, really bizarre. So I just, you know, if you failed something... Share it with the group, Emma. Have you ever failed anything? Anything you failed in your your mind, in your front of mind, right now?
3: I passed my driving test first time, but I had twelve minors, which I think is the most you can get without a fail. It's
4: all but a fail, really. Yeah, pretty yeah. much a fail. Yeah,
3: pretty yeah. much. Um, it's still
4: learning
2: in many ways.
3: Yeah, still. And I crashed about two weeks later, so that was a big. You know, <laughs> yeah. that that was a real life lesson.
2: <laughs> uh, this Texas guys failed my silver swimming badge got on top of the diving board and my PJs couldn't jump off it I was up there for an hour hanging onto the ham rail for grim death
4: too scared to go back down the steps Matthew's supporting you he also failed his cycling proficiency because his bike fell apart <laughs> didn't impress the policeman said he wouldn't let him use another kid's bike
2: this is unbelievable isn't it see it stays with you for the rest of your life we've got Dave on the line uh, Dave what did you fail
5: I failed the uh, I'm, I'm a retired police officer basically with some 30 years experience and before I retired in 2014, I thought what a good idea to sit and take the police skipper's exam, Um, did very little um, studying and most people had sort of got books galore, went online and did all the usual sort of stuff and um, basically sat in uh, uh, the uh, exam room with uh, about 150 other people uh, multi, multiple choice questions thought I'd done reasonably well but screwed up completely and when, when the results came through it was so embarrassing to be told that you were one of the lowest ever recorded marks. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> <laughs> and it's lived, with, it's lived with me ever since and I kid you not oh, you never man.
4: made Sergeant
5: then no I never made the skipper But uh, <laughs>
2: Dave, I feel terrible I for you that's the last thing in your career now that's, <laughs> that's there isn't it forever <laughs> Yeah, that's there. But well, well, if need, with the
5: exception of meeting the chief constable and and um, get, uh, receiving a nice little uh, memento and all the rest of it. But yeah, th- that didn't go down well because I, I, I for, for, from this day on, I thought I should have really done some serious studying because I thought I knew this stuff and I clearly didn't know it. And yeah, I'd got through thirty years of police service. The, hey, Dave, you
4: know, look, it's still a record. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. Still a record. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hometime
1: Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
0: Absolute
2: radio. Uh, Emma, you said how many minors did you get despite the fact that you passed your test first time? Twelve, I think. Twelve minors, which you were saying maybe you were right on the cusp of maybe failing. Matt in Farnborough says, I failed my first couple of driving tests. I did pass in the end, though, and Emma wasn't as close as she thought to failing. You can get up to 15 minors without failing, apparently, in oh, a driving no, test. Well, there you Not go. bad, Pen. Pretty Not confident. Uh, a fantastic <laughs> driver. Uh, Sarah says, I failed my driving test three times because of nerves. Well, technically, five times, though. I was sent Home due to a snowstorm once, and then another time my mum sent me in when I had really bad tonsillitis. The instructor took one look at me and said, I should go home to bed. There you go, five fails.
4: Jamie from Blackburn failed his HGV driving test first time before he left the test centre. Wow. He says, Start the engine, put it into reverse instead of first gear, and reversed into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a fail. Uh, and then Graham in Leicester, Graham, if we ever meet, I'm not getting in a car with you. He says, I passed my driving test on the fifth time. Wow. Uh, which is a young lad of 18 and petrol mad was heartbreaking i've got a rule if i find out that you've failed three times i'm not getting in a car with you it's obviously for some people driving is not for them
2: yeah maybe maybe we could have some form of a three strikes in your out rule or maybe maybe if you've taken a while to pass i mean you pass pass on your fourth time maybe you you have an argument though to say that you you're a better driver you learn from your mistakes no, i don't hear that
4: for some people it's just not for them
2: so, Emma, you're, you're, you would be willing to sign up for the three strikes and you're out rule?
3: Yeah, because you hear those people that go, oh, the people that pass their driving test on the second time are better drivers. And it's like, no, you're just saying that to make yourselves feel better that you didn't pass first time. Actually,
2: Richie and I both said that about ourselves <laughs> just during that last song as well because the we did pass second time. The Hometime
1: Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
0: Absolute radio.
4: Maybe you've just got into work and you've logged in to see how your fantasy football team did over the weekend. If you do that kind of thing, uh, hello to the, uh, well, over over two and a half thousand people who do the home time fantasy football league. Oh, wow. Thanks for signing up. Which is grand. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting 1,659th, so bang average. That's my life.
2: That's not bad. Stay in the middle.
4: Yeah. How are you getting on?
2: I don't know. Have you not looked? I can't log in. I, I've forgotten my <laughs> password. You only set it up on Friday. I know. You guys were sat with me when I set it up. I've already forgotten my password.
4: How do you forget that information in three days? Well,
2: as you remember, about 20 minutes ago, I told you I, I failed my cycling proficiency. <laughs> I feel like there's, these things are connected. The issue is the only way I can log in and find out what my password is again is to go back to the exact computer that I set the account up on.
4: Which is Emma's?
2: Emma's computer. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I would feel bad kicking you know you out of your news booth area there where you're doing your very vital news for the Absolute Radio audience. Yeah, I think that's
3: vital. probably correct. <laughs>
4: vital, but nothing's going to happen for 40 minutes. I think you could be in and out. Is it a quiet? I want to find day. out how you got on.
3: Now you've said nothing's going to happen for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> Something is going <laughs> to kick off.
4: <laughs> All right, that's
2: my fault. Oh, Never mind. Well, we'll find out <laughs> soon where I actually am, but if you want to sign up, uh, have a little look on our Facebook page, our little do we do the code. Ah. <laughs> Can either of us remember it? The pin. C. Oh. C, I want to say it's C U A H 2 Y. I think you're. Pro- yes, producer Nick, nod in there.
0: Amazing. Well
2: done, Richie. Wow, look at me. Total recall with Richie first. <laughs>
0: Absolute radio.
2: If you insist on listening to them in your
1: own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The
4: Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Some breaking Theresa May news. Oh, love it. Uh, now, I know that might sound about three weeks out of date, but it's about something different. Take a guess. How many Theresa May Toby jugs were sold between 2016 and 2019? Now, there's a stat I wasn't asking you,
2: uh, thinking you were going to ask me about today. <laughs> um, how many how many t- Toby
4: jugs of Theresa May? Yes, from the, uh, from the Houses of Parliament shop. I reckon 500. 77. <laughs> yeah, now that may seem like a low number. However, yeah. uh, she's beaten Winston Churchill, who you would have thought is more suited with his jowly features. That's a perfect to Toby, a Toby Jug. Yeah. Jug. Uh he sold less um 73 in the same period. Would you say they're doing good business with the Toby Jugs at the House of Parliament gift shop there? Well, Margaret Thatcher definitely is. She's self-91. Oh, there you go. Over the same
2: period. Market leader.
4: <laughs> <laughs> in the Toby Jug market. I, I, I find Toby Jugs strange things. My mum, Geraldine, has a
2: collection of Toby Jugs in the house. And Surely she them... you don't
4: drink out of them.
2: No, she never drinks out of them. What they are, they're on top of one of their cabinets in the lounge. So you'll yep. be chatting to my mum, maybe stand up and having a whiskey or whatever, chatting to my mum, and your eyes will just drift left. And you notice that it's like like, I don't know, a town crier sat on a mini seat <laughs> as porcelain jug just sat there staring at you. Their, their eyes follow
4: you around the room. Here's an idea, an idea that has suddenly come to me within the last second. Go on. When we return to home time after this two-week jaunt on breakfast... Bush and Richie Toby jugs. Hey,
2: that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yes, getting them like fired or whatever it is you do when you put stuff into the oven. We haven't got any show merch. We've got to sort this out. Toby jugs. Watch this space. You could pre-order now.